0: Hello and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe. So some of you may have seen a recent headline uh, from Spain of, uh, about a woman um, who emerged from a cave after 500 <laughs> days of being inside it. I, I have not seen that headline. It's a great I headline. N- I have no idea. Five, 500 days alone living inside a cave. I think it was something like 70 meters, about 200 feet underground outside of Granada. She wanted Spain. to do this? She wanted to do this. She's an extreme sportswoman. Um, mountaineer et etc et etc and wanted to see kind of what she could tolerate but part of the reason it got my attention is i i, I studied for a while in granada there are caves all around it oh she was in one of those caves yeah. um, that is social isolation at its most extreme she was she went 500 days without talking to people she has a couple yeah. universities Spanish universities who monitored her okay to see what kind of yeah. physiological changes happen inside her body that that science isn't here yet. We don't have it yet.
1: Yeah, that's almost two years in isolation. Yeah. What we're going to talk about today is what happens uh, if you spend eight hours so in isolation. Something I think yeah. a
0: lot of our listeners can connect with a bit better. <laughs> eight hours of isolation, as opposed to five no,
1: seriously. Hours. What what happens when you go when you are alone for eight hours? What does it do to your body, to your brain, to your energy levels? We're going to talk to Anastiovic from the University of Vienna.
2: Science Unscripted. Hello, my name is Anna and I'm a researcher in psychology. And um, I did a study on social isolation uh, in the laboratory and during COVID lockdown and found uh, changes in our feelings of energy and fatigue.
1: Anna, what happens when when we are alone? To our energy levels? What, what is the effect of that on us?
2: So, uh, what we found in our study is that spending eight hours without uh, social contact uh, has the same effect on lower energy and uh, higher feelings of exhaustion as uh, the same period spent without having food. And then we went on to show in real life uh, to experience sampling during a lockdown. Uh, that participants who were more sociable and who lived alone uh, similarly um, reported uh, lower energy on the days when they spent uh, they had no social contact compared to days on which they had.
0: And for those participants who were who were isolated socially isolated in a room for eight hours, um, can you define exactly what they were allowed to do in there? Obviously this wasn't just a padded padded room <laughs> uh, and what and probably more importantly what they weren't allowed to do in there
2: yes so um this was a lab room that we um uh, that we made a bit more comfortable and they uh, could bring uh, materials with themselves so many of them were studying uh, we we had some people so bringing art materials to do art projects uh, but they were not supposed to have any social materials so not magazines with faces for example um and uh, also not novels and of course not any and uh, technical devices, so no phones, no internet.
1: So it's safe to say that they didn't want to be there, or that they, they didn't want to be alone.
2: Um, so um, participants reported, uh, because we asked them many things, they reported that they feel more lonely with as the time went by. They also reported, I want to see someone, I want to interact with someone more as the time went by. And then also they reported Desire to to leave the situation, to avoid uh, being in the situation.
1: The reason why I asked that question because I'm I'm assuming that this effect that 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 being alone makes you tired is is probably only for for people who don't want to be alone. That they they desire social interaction and are, and are, are somehow robbed of it? Am I right
2: there? Um, uh, yeah, you definitely have a point. So in the, our first uh, lab experiment, uh, we had a smaller sample. But then during the lockdown, we had a unique opportunity to re- replicate this uh, on, in a more large scale study. So we had a bigger sample, so we could also check individual differences. Uh, and there we, we looked at people who spent, like, happened to spend one day in the lockdown really without no social contact, and then some other day with social contact. And we compared these two days. And there we found that only people who are higher on sociability, meaning that they value social interactions more in their life, only for them we found that they had lowered energy.
1: Anna, do you have any idea what would, it, what it, what would explain these this phenomena, these feelings of being depleted of energy? What what exactly is going on at the brain level or at the physiological level?
2: Yes, so so that is the thing that uh, right now we we really don't know. So we need more studies uh, to to further explore this. Uh, for now, we only explored our how our personal affective states and how we feel. Um, so we know that we feel more exhausted, but we need more research to explore this on the brain level. So this is not. And you're a scientific study in that sense. So it's hard to respond to that question.
0: There are a lot of people out there, and I'm one of them, uh, who kind of daydream about being socially isolated. You know, the world is so fast and so connected and there's so much noise everywhere that there's this fantasy of, you know, whether it's going to a, a cottage with no electricity or hopping on a sailboat or going camping in a remote location, we want to be alone. Um, is Does your research suggest... That there's a small risk there that we might accidentally—I don't know—go beyond the re- the recharging point, you know, where we start to feel better, we're alone, everything's calm, and then we kind of tip over and start becoming fatigued, exhausted, because oops, we've gone too far now. I'm I'm too socially isolated for too long. I I need something that I'm not getting, and that there's maybe possibly for everyone out there an individual limit to the social isolation where it starts becoming, I don't know, unhealthy.
2: Yes, exactly. That's uh, that's what, what my response would be as well. So it is just um, exactly as you said, uh, the, um, the question like to what extent is it chosen and involves your own agency uh, and to what extent is it uncontrollable for you and, and is too much for you.
1: So that would be possibly then a tip for for people listening to this right now um, is that taking a break from people is good, but be aware that not to go, not to do that for too long, that it can be maladaptive at some point.
2: Yes. Yes, for sure.
0: We've been talking about social isolation in, in a, in a, in a very narrow sense, probably in the purest form you have, you're in a room. No contact to anyone, no faces even, no, no connecting to human beings even through a novel. Um, is there also social isolation, though, while you're still around people? Does that make sense? Uh, is, is social isolation, um, or how do I put it? Is it, maybe that's loneliness, the idea that you could be surrounded by people and yet still feel socially isolated that you're not connecting with them they don't understand me yeah um
2: exactly so this is a completely different thing so what we studied is social isolation so spending time uh without uh, others and if we talk about social isolation in that sense even if someone is sitting next to you and you're not uh, necessarily interacting like what we found in our field study that is already um, reducing the effects of social isolation and energy. But loneliness is something completely different. So loneliness is exactly what you said. So feeling uh, the lack of connectedness, the lack uh, of meaningful connection to others, even if they are around you. So that is a more chronic state. So that is is closer to be a trait uh, than a state. That's loneliness.
1: Did this study, does um, th- does it help you understand human beings better, Anna?
2: Wow, <laughs> wow, that's a very general question. <laughs> okay, yeah, but yeah, I understand. Okay. As simple
1: as does it does it?
2: Um, yes, yes, d- definitely. So it is a piece of the puzzle to to help us understand how uh, we r- regulate the absence of of, of social contact so so what are the first uh affective and later maybe in future studies we, we explore physiological responses to being separated from people because we are social animals we are social species for us it's more natural to be with others or not and our our organism has to compensate somehow when it's separated from its uh, uh, social environment. So if we understand whether the me- the mechanisms that uh, that uh, immediately uh, try to regulate our absence of social contact, that will maybe be the key for us understanding how more long-term problems related to social isolation develop. So we know that social isolation at the long term is a big uh, factor that increases um, uh, problems with mental health and and uh, physical health, but we don't know like what the underlying mechanisms are. And I think this kind of research is very important to to develop this understanding.
0: And that was Anna Stievich talking to us, uh, in this case from Haifa in Israel, where she's conducting further research that is not connected to the study we just talked about.
1: Right. From the psychology department at the University of Vienna on some some pretty interesting stuff. I mean it's early days as they say they're they're at the start of this research but if it can explain what happens with us when we're lonely I think this is really important. Well, her one of the impetus or impeti, I don't know if that's
0: a Latin impeti. thing, empathy. One of the impetus for this had to be or uh, had to be the covid lockdowns, right? That was the pro- hopefully the most extreme form of enforced yeah. social isolation that we'll ever have to go through. Yeah. We're through that now. Yeah. But we're, what we're not through are the accidental uh, self-isolation
1: episodes or sometimes half intentional, but then it goes on too long. I still think the critical question is because after the COVID lockdown, I think a lot of people realize that they maybe like social isolation more than they thought before. Like you in one of those questions that you asked her, what, what about those people who have this romantic idea of of wanting to be alone? Because I've got a big one. I want to live in Alaska. I want to leave everything and and work in the Anaktuvuk Pass way up at <laughs> at the gates of the Arctic National Park on my own. Um, I might be wrong. I might be dead wrong, but I I really want to be alone sometimes. Is that is that wrong? Is that an idiotic, fall- romantic fallacy? I don't know. You've seen Into the Wild, right? He dies, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, love might- that, I love that movie. It's not because it, of that movie. Yeah,
0: okay. Um, no, yeah, I think the right word there is romantic. It's a very romantic ideal. And then the reality is different. And um, I, I, maybe the closest I've come to what she's talking about was when I, I was trying to fly to Costa Rica, but accidentally booked it for Puerto Rico. It was so stupid. And I was forced to go to Puerto Rico's nice. And you got stuck in Puerto Rico for how long? Two weeks. Two weeks. And so I, I bought a tent and I went to this uh, to this island Isla Culebra and found a, a camping campgrounds. And so there were people around, I guess. But I for two weeks I, I it was this romantic idea. I'll read books. I'll I'll just I'll be you know, hmm. Robinson Crusoe and. Um, it was an odd period. It wasn't that satisfying. I didn't feel that great. And I was kind of
1: lethargic and, and lacked energy. Okay, and, I, yeah. and I didn't so talk. That's the question there. From a psychological point of view or, or also physiological, did you feel tired? Fatigued yeah. because there was no one around you? Well,
0: they were around me, but I wasn't interacting with them at all. The only person I interacted with at this little shack that sold coffee, I think it was called Joe's Coffee or something. And I, kept, I would do that in the mornings. And that was my social contact, my dose for the day. And it, it turned out that for me, that wasn't enough. I, I don't. I don't recall that time as fondly as I as I should. It. it well, that, it's just
1: like food. You can't just eat once a day and then be fine. You need <laughs> three meals. I was fasting
0: in a way I didn't realize. I was <laughs> fasting uh, from from human interaction, and it didn't do me personally much good. Again, we're all some sort of gradient. Mm-hmm. I'm on the on the extroversion introversion scale. I'm somewhere, and uh, isolating myself that much for fourteen days straight didn't didn't work out for me. I don't know if any of you out there have have performed accidental experiments and kind yeah, of yeah. Let way. us know.
1: How about how about our boy Mark out there? Oh, Mark! Oh, is, of
0: course, Mark. So what is
1: how's social isolation treating you, Mark? Mark is our guy in a in a tiny little
0: constructed uh, house, a tiny house, tiny shack. Yeah, this was this one was for forest. him. This one was yeah. for him. I didn't even think about that. Mark, get in touch with us. We know you will. You always do. We love it. <laughs> uh, we are su at dw dot com script